On this week's show, we'll take a look at whether or not debt-crushed Americans can fuel another successful holiday selling season, and eBay and Etsy both add some new shipping options. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to episode number 224 of the Galaxy CDs, Rocks, and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. My name is Ryan, and I will be your host, as always, as we go through uh, some reselling news and then uh, some pretty interesting stuff that sold here at the Galaxy over the last week. Uh, there's quite a bit of stuff in the news with some updates from Etsy, eBay, and more, so let's just get right to it. News Updates. So Americans, uh, as it turns out, are once again drowning in debt. Americans paid a whopping $130 billion in interest and fees on credit cards alone in 2022. I'm sure that number has only grown this year. Uh, this article over on eSeller365 asks, what does it mean for online success in 2024? And of course, that factors into probably what will happen through the holiday season uh, as people start to manage their money. In a concerning revelation, the article says the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has released a report demonstrating an unprecedented surge in costs for credit card users last year. The Biennial Review, a mandate under the Credit Card Accountability, Responsibility, and Disclosure Act, indicates that consumers were charged a monumental $130 billion in interest and fees last year, bringing the outstanding credit card debt to over one trillion dollars for the first time in history that is hey oh that is a big big number the report it says underscores several alarming trends including persistent high profits for credit card companies suggesting a potential lack of market competition there have been a lot of discussions uh in congress about credit card fees and credit card companies and the profits they're racking up uh this report obviously adds fuel to that fire in a notable finding, the profits for general purpose cards climbed to 5.9% last year, surpassing pre-pandemic figures. Additionally, annual percentage rates persist in rising, further disconnecting, they note, from standard benchmarks like the federal funds target rate. So most loans are tied in some way to rates set by the Fed. They're a percentage increase over that number. And that gap has continued to grow, particularly in the credit card industry where you're seeing Credit card interest rates of 27, 28, 30, 35, just crazy, crazy percentages that people are paying. And it becomes very, very difficult if you rack up some debt to get yourself paid out of that because you end up paying all of your money towards the interest and very little towards the principal. And that is where, of course, it potentially gets a little dicey for the economy at large because people's spending power will be uh, severely constrained by that. <clears throat> the article notes, consumers are bearing the brunt of these trends with the CFPB highlighting an alarming $105 billion in interest charges and importantly, an additional $25 billion in fees. Late fees are on the rise as well. That is essentially pure profit for these companies. So it's <laughs> it is a problem. Further compounding the financial pressure on consumers is the resurgence of these late fee charges that I just mentioned, which soared to $14.5 billion, which reverted back to pre-pandemic levels. 
As we head into the peak shopping season and absent a miraculous intervention by Congress, the report reveals a potentially troubling financial outlook for consumers over the next few years, with credit card users facing even higher debt loads and the enormous amount of interest and fees to service this debt. Many consumers will not see much hope in their financial situation. Online sellers, this article points out, may need to prepare for a reevaluation of spending habits with shoppers potentially curbing discretionary purchases as sky-high APRs will continue to impact consumers. The critical lesson, they conclude, is clear escalating debt load and associated costs demand prudent financial strategies from consumers. And since shoppers rely on e-commerce today to find bargains, the bleak financial outlook for consumers requires sellers to potentially recalibrate their inventories and product categories heading into 2024 to maintain online sales growth or in some cases potentially even survival. So this is probably something that most reselling channels or podcasts don't really delve into all that much. But I feel like it's important to kind of pay attention to the broader economic trends because they can have a big, big impact on your business, particularly if you're selling items that are totally discretionary. They're not things that people need. Those are the first things a lot of times that get cut when people have to make cutbacks. So as sellers, we need to be at least aware of the potential for a slowdown there. There's my helpful tip for the week. Uh, on a brighter note, though, online holiday sales are still, despite all of that gloom and doom, projected to grow 7% as consumers look for deals. Here's where resellers can reap a little bit of benefit as people tighten their belts. They are, of course, looking for better deals and ways to save money, and that's where people like us can step into that void and help them save money while growing our businesses. This article is over on e-commerce bites and says online holiday spending will rise 7% according to the National Retail Federation which released their numbers back on November 2nd the NRF expects holiday spending total online and offline to only grow total between 3 and 4% so the bulk of the growth is going to come from online sellers Amazon eBay Etsy that sort of thing Consumers remain in the driver's seat and are resilient despite headwinds of inflation, higher gas prices, stringent credit conditions, and elevated interest rates, which we just talked about, said NRF Chief Economist Jack Kleinhens. Easy for me to say. So despite the trend of people drowning in debt at the moment, this group at least believes that this holiday season will still be a good one. You can let me know if you're watching on YouTube in the comments down below what you think of that outlook. Uh, you don't have to share your debt situation, but I'd be happy to hear what other people think of this potential debt bubble really starting to grow. There have been some changes uh, over at eBay and at Etsy for some shipping options. Uh, eBay has ended, uh, added rather a branded envelope for trading cards. Sellers who use eBay standard envelope to mail trading cards to customers now have the option of purchasing special eBay branded envelopes designed especially for that service. It is a unique offering in that it offers tracking at a fraction of the cost. This is the eBay uh, standard envelope package, but it can only be used to send certain types of ephemera, including trading cards, stamps, and postcards. For example, that uh, product offering 
will grow. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, the, the envelope that they're offering is a plain number 10 envelope with a three pocket insert for trading cards and an eBay branded cardboard insert for protection. The cardboard mailers have had issues regionally with UP, USPS claiming they're too rigid in some areas. So you want to be able, you want to be sure to talk to your local post office if you're using these and make sure that they will still qualify for this discounted rate. According to the listing on eBay, the three piece trading card kit includes an outer number 10 envelope the insert for protection, and a three-pocket insert that can support up to eight cards per pocket. You can purchase 100 of these envelopes for the low, low cost of $41.33, about $0.41 an envelope. So if you're a trading card seller and you'd like to send your stuff out in eBay-branded envelopes, uh, you should be able to purchase those on the eBay supply store. They have added some product categories to that uh, standard envelope Offering So this is good news. They have rolled out an update for its sellers that's all about increasing savings and boosting buyer appeal. The, the popular standard envelope service has expanded to include a variety of small but popular items, allowing for more cost-effective shipping options. It was originally launched back in 2022 to cater to the needs of trading card sellers and then expanded to include sellers in coins and currencies, stamps, postcards. The service is now also going to be available for patches, Stickers and decals, greeting cards, and seeds. Interestingly, uh, this expansion is a fantastic opportunity for eBay sellers to economize their shipping costs and potentially offer free shipping to their buyers, a powerful incentive that could increase sales and improve customer satisfaction, they say. As I have talked about here, I got away from the free shipping model, gosh, a little over a year ago, and my sales have continued to improve month after month, year after year. So it has not been a problem doing away with free shipping. Obviously, everybody has the opportunity to run their business as they see fit, but I'm not convinced that that's necessarily as big a deal as it was in the past. Uh, as we just talked about, the standard envelope benefit uh, comes with integrated tracking, protective shipping for items up to three ounces and up to a quarter inch thick. And it also offers Kind of an insurance plan, protection up to $20 for single item orders and up to $50 for combined orders. With shipping costs of around a dollar, it's an incredibly budget-friendly option for sellers. So there you go. If you're using this service, it's been expanded to more categories and you can get cool eBay-branded envelopes. Last thing in the news, Etsy has added UPS shipping option for its U.S. sellers. This is something that people have probably been asking for for quite some time. Etsy sellers can now directly purchase UPS shipping labels for domestic orders via the shop manager, bolstering their dispatch options with significant discounts and a robust network of drop-off locations. This new choice taps into the established strengths of UPS, known for its reliability and expansive logistics network. With discounts of up to 78% off regular UPS ground rates and up to 73% off for UPS second-day air service, these are discounts off their regular daily counter type rates. Etsy sellers can enjoy reduced shipping costs, which could translate into better shipping costs for buyers and higher margins for seller that offer free or discounted shipping. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the details on how to get this set up. I will link, of course, to these articles in the show notes and the video description below. But if you'd like to get signed up for uh, UPS options over on Etsy, that is available now. That's going to put a wrap on this week's news. So now let's take a look at some of the stuff that sold here last week. 
So it was another pretty good week uh, here at the Galaxy. I sold 90 listings last week, which was up significantly from the week before. eBay has rebounded. Last I, I mentioned in last week's episode that eBay was particularly poor for me two weeks ago, uh, but had been offset by the other sites. This week, things kind of returned to normal. Etsy has still been pretty good. Mercari fell off a cliff. <laughs> uh, I think I had three sales maybe all week over on Mercari, so it was not real great over there, but Etsy was good and eBay was fantastic. I know a lot of sellers are still talking about um, sales not being very good, and I guess it just maybe depends on what you're doing or not doing with your business. I have just in the last three months recorded my best ever August, September, and October. I've been reselling full-time for four years, and these are the best September, August, September, and October I've ever had. July was very close to being a record, so my business, knock on wood, has been very, very strong. Uh, November is off to a terrific start. I'm up for the first few days of the month by like 50% in sales. So things continue to be really good here at the Galaxy. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments how your sales are going. Do you see things starting to ramp up a little bit for fourth quarter? Uh, are you going to see that 7% increase that the NRF <laughs> seems to think we're all going to get? Uh, let's get into this what's sold. Uh, this first item, a history of the English-speaking peoples. It was a box set of paperbacks from 1963 written by Winston Churchill. I picked this up at a garage sale, boy, I don't know, maybe a month or a month and a half ago uh, for one whole dollar. Had it listed for $24.99 plus shipping. I received an offer of $21 and went ahead and sold that item. Uh, a DVD. Uh, I talk about these here and there. There is still some market for some DVDs. Not all of them. Obviously, your major, most popular movies, counterintuitively, are there's so many of them out there that they don't hold a lot of value. This was a bit of an unusual one, and it was New and Sealed, which helped. This is an old Leonard Nimoy movie, uh, New and Sealed Bonanza Under Attack. Uh, came out on DVD in 2004, had it listed for $23.99, uh, plus shipping, received an offer of $21.00. Went ahead and sold that. This item was actually free to me. I had a friend uh, who was moving to Hawaii and had a bunch of stuff that they did not want to take with them. I went over and loaded up uh, two SUV loads of stuff, books, records, DVDs, all kinds of stuff. This is one of those items. So this is a 100% pure profit. So, of course, I took that $21 offer. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting old book, Strangers in Their Midst, The Free Black Population of Amherst County, Virginia. This was published back in 1993. I mentioned an estate sale a couple of episodes ago that I was at that had a large amount of African-American history type books and particularly focused on Virginia and West Virginia. And I bought uh, an entire, whatever, 40-gallon Rubbermaid tote full of these books for about a dollar a piece, this is one of those. Had it listed for $23.99 plus shipping and sold it for full price over on eBay. It was at a sale a couple of weeks ago and I found a copy of this book and it was in pretty rough condition. I went ahead and bought it anyway and then literally at the next sale I was at, I found another one of the exact same book that was in mint condition. So I went ahead and bought that too. This is the Dayton Flyers, A History of UD Basketball. It was a book from 1989, hardcover with its dust jacket, uh, written by a guy named Ritter Collette. This particular one, the one that was in good shape, was also signed by the author, which kind of added some value to it. 
the cheap one I've got listed, the one that's got some damage on the cover for about 15 bucks. Uh, I paid $2 for that one. This one I paid $3 for, listed it for $29.99, received an offer of $25, and sent it on its way. Another old book, uh, same kind of thing, had it listed for $29.99 or best offer, got a $25 offer and sold it. This is Grandmont Stories of Old of an Old Monastery by Walter Griffin. This book was published way back in 1895. It was an illustrated hardcover. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's not in particularly great shape. The cover is peeling away from the spine. It's a little rough, but there were not very many of these available anywhere that I could find. So this was a pretty good deal. This was part of the big 15,000 book purchase I did. Gosh, last summer now, I guess it was. So I'm into this thing for less than a nickel. Sold for 25 bucks. Uh, this book is from a big lot of, again, kind of mechanical engineering type books that I picked up in an estate sale for two bucks a piece. Simple Answers to Everyday Problems from 1922 was written by, or it was published by McGraw-Hill. It's a little paperback with all kinds of charts and diagrams for people that would work in like a machine shop. I'm into this thing for $1.15. It sold over on Mercari for $30 with free shipping. First sale over on Etsy. First time I've had a print-on-demand item that uh, justified being on this show. Uh, I still play with trains. A railroading sweatshirt um, sold for thirty-one ninety-nine plus shipping. Uh, if you're not familiar print-on-demand, I use Printify, and I've got shirts and coffee mugs and all that kind of stuff. It's not a huge piece of my business, but it's a little bit of extra here and there. And once those listings were set up, they require virtually no effort whatsoever. Printify does all the printing and all the shipping and all of that. So it's nice little extra bits of money. Nothing fantastic. Uh, not going to retire on it, but they're they're kind of fun to sell. Another one over on Etsy. This is a, a two-book lot, uh, Gig Book 1 and Play Piano in a Flash Class 2. So this was two books written by uh, Scott Houston, who was known as the Piano Guy. The one is essentially a guide to play the piano, and the other one is a bunch of like sheet music and instructions on how to play the various songs pick these all up at an estate sale for about 50 cents a piece. The, the sale was it's in its last day and they were just trying to get rid of stuff. So I got a dollar total in these two books. The lot sold over on Etsy for 32 99 plus shipping. I said last week, I don't sell a lot of books about pets and here I am two weeks in a row with a book about pets, <laughs> the German shepherd dog by captain V Stefanitz. This was an 8th edition revised and enlarged hardcover from 1950. It had been rebound in library binding. Kind of mixed values on this. A first edition of this book would be worth substantially more money, but as an 8th edition, it was still not too shabby. I had it listed for $37.99 plus shipping. Received an offer of $34 and shipped it out. Another one of those uh, electrical engineering type books. This one is actually Better Piping Design. It was written by Helmut Thielisch back in the 1960s. It was a heating and air conditioning kind of guide. Another one that I picked up at that same garage sale for $1.15. Another one that sold over on Mercari for $48. This is was essentially like a magazine-sized booklet, not a big book by any stretch of the imagination. But very hard to find, very unusual. And again, it seems like I talk about these every week, but some of these shop and mechanical books are really, really valuable. So here's another one, $1.15 into 48 bucks. 
Back over to Etsy, Governor Morris, The Voice in the Rice. Uh, this was written back in 1910, published by Dodd Mead, illustrated hardcover for a book that was over 100 years old. It was in really, really nice shape. Had it listed for $54.99, sold it uh, for that price over on Etsy. This was part of the big 15,000 book lot as well. So another one that I'm into for about a nickel. And here is our flip of the week. The Tertiary's Companion Prayer Book, written by Vincent Shrimp from the St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, This was written in 1929, published rather in 1929. This book is like a pocket prayer guide. It's three inches by two inches, a really, really small book. Very, very difficult to find. I talk about the religious books, I feel like, pretty much every week. This is one that was in a, a whole shelf full of these little three and four inch pocket prayer guides, uh, key of life and all that kind of stuff. And I just essentially swooped the whole shelf into my tub, <laughs> uh, and took them up to the counter. I paid uh, $2 for this little book. It sold over on Etsy for $99.99 plus shipping. So again, uh, religious books can be excellent, excellent money makers, especially the older ones, stuff written kind of pre-1960, um, the, the St. Joseph Daily Missiles and all of that stuff. I essentially, when I see them now, I just grab them. They're fantastic. Again, easy to ship, easy to pack, easy to store, and you can usually get them for two bucks or less, and they they can bring absolutely terrific money. So uh, that's going to put a wrap on a, a fairly short episode this week, despite how much stuff there was in it. We kind of got right through it. So hopefully you're having a great week. Uh, let me know in the comments below what you thought of any of this. Uh, feel free to share any comments or thoughts that you've got. Uh, if you got anything from this episode or just found it interesting, do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube and hit that thumbs up button. If you're not currently a follower of the podcast or a subscriber to the YouTube channel, come on and join the Galaxian fam. My uh, Over on YouTube, my stats say that about 70% of the people that watch these episodes are not currently subscribers. So help me out (laughs) Uh, and join the fam. Uh, Sign up, subscribe, and follow. I would appreciate it. And also, if you would, share this with anyone you know that might also enjoy it. Until next time, it's time to sell. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.